Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we talk about faith and life issues that young adults and people in general are facing. And today I am joined by two wonderfully awesome guests and friends of mine, Luke Kendall and Casey Vaughn. So if you guys uh, wouldn't mind introducing yourselves to our listeners. Casey, we can start with you. Okay. Obviously, my name is Casey Vaughn. Everyone always, re- I love this. Everyone always repeats their full name when I say it. Um, would, would you like my middle name too? Is that, yeah. is that okay? No, you're good. Okay. I'm a pastor here in the greater Charlotte area. And I really enjoy listening to music. Awesome. And Luke, what about you? So I'm Luke Kendall. That's for you. Yeah, like see, told you that everyone does it. <laughs> yep. And I'm a junior in the nursing program at Southern, and I like to listen and play music. Sweet. Um, so thank you guys for coming on. This one's going to be fun um, and not controversial or um, divisive Never. in any way, shape, or form, um, and not going to be filled with confirmation bias, both from our end of the conversation <laughs> and from the end of the listener who's <laughs> going to be listening for very specific things. Um, but today we're talking about liberals and conservatives. Um, and so one quick disclaimer, just, just so we're, um, just so we're kind of straightforward on this. We're not talking about politics, liberal versus conservative. Oh, well then I'm going to leave. Though... <laughs> Um, there is often overlap. Um, and there's a lot of times where I'll meet someone who, you know, if they're a liberal as a Christian, it wouldn't surprise me that they are a liberal as, you know, in politics, vice versa. So, um, it, it, um, it, I like, I get it. And so there is an overlap there, but today I do want to talk about it within the realm of church life and faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that politics aren't important, but it's just they're two different realms. And uh, so for this episode, we're going to talk about the faith side. Um, so start off by getting where we where we are on, a, on that spectrum or those ends. So where do you personally lean liberal versus conservative? Uh, definitely more towards the liberal. Like, say on a scale of one to ten, if liberal was one, I'd be about a three. Okay. And I, this is very difficult for me. I am a theologically conservative female pastor. <laughs> so Fair. go figure. Yes. Um, they cancel each other out. You're just Casey now. <laughs> just, yeah, um, exactly. No, the, I, I, um, yeah, I think even what's funny when I, when I think of Adventism too, I think the most liberal Adventist is probably still a conservative evangelical or oh, conservative Christian. Oh, I have so much yes. to say right? on that. Like... <laughs> because you're still you're still doing things that are kind of behavior not focused, but um, you do have a little more emphasis on the lifestyle aspect of what you do or what you believe. Here's the and... thing, though: liberal doesn't actually mean what we think it means. Okay, so we're gonna go to uh, all right. Fine, let's go. Let's actually just go there. So take us through liberal <laughs> and conservative and I, meanings. This is my this is my months of research boiled down. So I don't don't you know think that this is pulled out of a dictionary. It probably was at one point, but so liberal, to my understanding, actually means that you doubt some component of Bible of the biblical tenets. And what that means is, so you may not believe in the Holy Spirit, or you don't believe the Bible can be trusted. 
or like there's some aspect, maybe you believe in evolution. That is theological liberalism. So when someone says I'm a liberal, what they really mean is I'm a progressive. And now this is my term. The other part is, is reading articles and stuff. Progressives is more where we get the lifestyle stuff and maybe a less strict interpretation of some of our fundamental doctrines. So actually liberalism is not what I would say most people who think they're liberal, at least in the Adventist church, would say. Okay. Um, and then is there a side for that for conservative slash traditional? Or is it only... I would say traditional and conservative. So there's like four in my brain. And this is, again, just my brain. So there's like liberal, which is like you doubt some, what we would consider primary biblical tenant. Then there's like progressive, which is more like maybe you go to the movies, listen to secular music, whatever. And there's like traditional, which is your generic Adventist. Who's like, yeah, you might listen to, you know, I don't know, Christian music that has a beat in it or something like that. And then you have like conservative, which is I only listen to hymns. Maybe I make sure my skirt is always below my knees and I'm a vegan. That's very arbitrary and stereotypical, but that's kind of yeah. my man, loose definition. As a man, it's very important for me to always have my skirt yes. below my knees. It's a very, very big thing for me every time <laughs> yes. I'm thinking like, I'm going up front today. I mean, better make sure, better check my skirt length. Yes. Um, yes. And <laughs> modesty is an entirely different conversation. Just of so we yeah, but I, um, okay. I, that's like a pet peeve of yeah. mine. People like, I'm a liberal. And I'm like, no, you're not. But, okay, so I, for the sake of not derailing this too much, though, at some point words do become, their their definition or meaning does change based yes. on common usage. That is so true. So at some I point, if everyone that. is using the word liberal a certain way, like, you know what they're saying, even if you know technically they're not. Um, sure. And I get that technically right is the best kind of right. Yes. Um, thank you, the office. But, <laughs> the, but yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying there, and I think that... And and this is why I, th I like when Luke was like on a scale of one to ten, right? Yeah. Um, I think it is very much a spectrum, and someone can be progressive and not a liberal in in within the definitions that you you've um, you've put forth here, and vice versa. Someone can be even traditional and not necessarily conservative. Yeah. I can be traditional because traditional is just about the traditions you followed. So mm -hmm. if you've been in a progressive church your entire life, or you know your family has, then you're used to a certain tradition or way that of doing sense. things. And so you can still become traditional, even if you love the fog machine and the lights and the, and and a preacher with a high table and a high chair or <laughs> a bar ripped, stool. Ripped black skinny jeans. Uh, yes, and a tattoo in Hebrew or Greek uh, <laughs> to show that they have a past. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that that's like a yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, so, what are the pitfalls when, when we talk about liberal and conservative? And there's there seems to be this dividing line between the two. Um, what, what are the pitfalls we fall into in this conversation and what are the, like, why do you think the conversation is even destructive or do you think it can be constructive? Do you think that we've divided too much and we just kind of, you guys be you over there. We're going to be us over here. I don't, it's an open question. Like, I don't. Yeah. I think we put too much emphasis on the division for sure. Kind of making an us and them type thing. When, like, like we were saying, it's a spectrum. Everyone's within, you know, these parameters. You're not, you know, you guys are over here, we're over here, but it's a, like, you know, it's a spectrum. Yeah. And so you have to have those bridges between them. I think, for me, I think what we've done with labels is, um, I think we've we've not misconstrued what labels are for, 
but I think we've we've lost the purpose of what labels should be. Mm -hmm. And what we've done is we've said labels are used to find out how you and I are different and um, how we avoid those differences or whatever. The way that I see both, and I see this as in denominations and in faith traditions, and I see this within liberal and conservative. The reason that I think um, it's good for me to know and be able to label someone a conservative, liberal, progressive, traditionalist, whatever, right, is not so that I know that they're different from me, but it's so that I can know how to speak the language of their life. In other words, it should be the way for me to find out what I need to say and how I need, not necessarily to behave, but um, how I can appropriately build a relationship with this person and speak into their context and understand who they are, their mm -hmm. motivations, um, and the way that they process life. But instead, what we've done is we've said, no, we disagree on too much. I don't want to under, I, I, we've said, I understand you if I can label you. And that's, yeah. it's the other way around. Um, and I want to, I want to find a label so that I can know what be, what I need to do. It's like walking into someone's home and you ask, do, "Hey, do I need to take my shoes off here?" Um, same deal. As you as you encounter someone who has a different label than you, then you ask the question, um, you know, "Do I need to take my shoes off? Do I need to not play this certain kind of music? Do I need to do something different so I can accommodate who you are and you can accommodate who I am?" It's a it's it's a bridge. The way that you said it, it's mm -hmm. a bridge. That's how I see that. So I think the pitfall we fall into is focusing on the division rather than focusing on how we can understand one another. I think that's the biggest pitfall we fall into in that conversation. So any yeah, additional? Yeah, um, this is the part where I, I get really like excited because then, okay, if you look at human history, what do what is the thing we seek to do besides, I don't know, any other? Was we seek to find identity and we seek to define that identity. And throughout history one of the ways that we've done that is when you get in a group that is fairly homogenous like say a specific religious persuasion where there's not a lot of differentiation in beliefs as far as like the you know 28 fundamentals or your mm -hmm. basic tenets people need to feel unique and different and so what we do is and you can see this in literally every aspect even in anthropology itself there are two different strains. So people seek to define themselves differently from someone else because we want to stand out. We want to be different. Mm -hmm. We want there to be more. And so part of this isn't even religious or spiritual. It's just, I need to know that I stand out. And then the second component of that is I need to know that there are other people who I need to find community with people who are the same kind of different as me. Mm -hmm. And so that heavily influences the entire conversation of conservative and liberal in any area, in any, you know, how do I define it? It's, it's the reason that we have division, um, even even to a degree, the, the racial aspect of, of division is like we need to define ourselves. And sometimes as time goes on, that definition can create separation, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um I can I can definitely get on board with that like 100%. I think um, I think we do have this innate need to figure out our identity and we do want to stand we want to be different. We want to be valued for who we are, not mm -hmm. valued for who someone else is. And you know, at, at the end of the day, I think that there is a lot of I think that the tension that exists between between all four of these labels that we've that we've mentioned um, I think it's a good thing overall. Oh yeah. And the and the reason being, it balances us. Yes. Um, I think it cause it calls us to accountability because even if I disagree with someone, I tend to be on the more progressive side of things, hundred um, percent, to the shock of no one uh, in my <laughs> life. And I, um, 
you know, I find beauty and value in the conservative opinions in my life because they balance me out. They call to question my motives and they, they hold me to accountability to the standards that I've agreed to as a Christian. And so where I tend to err on the side of, you know, not enough structure in my life, they, they remind me of the structure I need. Mm -hmm. And they do it by disagreeing. And so there is, there is so much value. And for someone who's so focused on the structure, the tension that exists between the two, can, it can remind them to loosen up and relax and remember that this can be fun too. Yeah. Um, and so the tension is healthy for us because it, it prevents us from becoming one hive mind where everyone mm -hmm. looks, thinks, and talks the same. Exactly. If God made humanity in his own image, then the best way to be bearers of that image is to be who you are. Exactly. In other words, us being individuals and becoming more of who you are, Luke, and you are, Casey, and me, uh, I am as Ryan, um, will look different, act different, and think different, and yet all three of us are an image bearer of God, which is crazy to me, but also awesome and encouraging because it means that there is value in the differences, yeah. um, and it's okay. So what are some of the good things in both camps? I know I've mentioned a couple, but what are some of the good things that, that both sides bring to the table aside from the tension itself? In the more progressive side, using that label, you are more open to change a lot of times. That's true. And sometimes change is necessary, and you need someone to be on the forefront of that change, kind of pushing it. But, you know, the, the good thing of the conservatives to go hand in hand with that is sometimes change can be bad or didn't need to happen so they can help balance out, like, should we really be doing this? And by questioning it, it makes everyone yeah. reevaluate it and see it better. Yeah, in many cases, the way we've always done something, there's a reason that <laughs> that the way we've done something is the way we've done it for so long. And it may be that we need to update it, but also there's value in the fact that it's been a lasting thing for so long, and we shouldn't just quickly toss something out. You throw out the baby with the bathwater sometimes. Yeah. And so that balance is super necessary. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Casey, any, any well, additions Well, I here? was raised in a very, I would consider, very, my dad's a pastor in Michigan now, so I mean, I was raised in a very conservative home. I think one of the good things it did is it gave me a really solidified knowledge of biblical, like the 28 fundamentals, the prophecies, like I got that from the time I was, I don't even know how old. Like, so one thing conservative, the conservative side of Adventism does really well is it does really push the doctrines and knowledge of it and scripture, like as far as like your texts to go with those. And that was really helpful for me going into mm -hmm. theology now as a pastor where I like, I had all that pre-existing knowledge. Yeah. So I, um, I'll say this, um, I, this may be an indictment. I don't mean it as one. I mean it as a compliment. <laughs> to be honest, but I, I will say a lot more of the more conservative traditional people in my life know a lot more of Scripture than I do. Um, they they understand it differently, but they, they also memorized it more than I do. Um, and it's because of the lack of structure in my own life that I didn't make the proper time to do it as much as I should. But like, they, they do tend to have a higher view of, of some things. And I'm not saying I don't, or progressives don't have a high view of Scripture, right, right. but it's just, there's balance there that I think is just so necessary. And I'm grateful for the voices on the other side of the table that help balance us out. Um, and, and I'm grateful for that on both ends. That's the name of your next podcast series is The Other Side of the Table. The Other Side of the Table. And we just, only the camera's just on loop <laughs> yes. the entire time. <laughs> you yeah. just hear Ryan's voice and um, then the guest, you see them. Yeah. Um, so any, anything that we've found that is dangerous when we, when we talk about liberals and conservatives, anything that, that we have a danger of or anything that has been harmful, even in your own life, um, that we should, be, we should avoid doing? Facebook. 
What? <laughs> <Facebook>. <laughs> when it comes to arguing on Facebook, there have been times where I've just shut my computer and been like, Lord, hold me back because I want to make some phone calls right now. <laughs> and I <laughs> I really wish this is my this is my Christmas wish that for the month of December we could all have our opinions like on theology and politics just stay off of Facebook. Because I just want some what's peace. What's the what's that that was it World War one or World War Two? I think it was World War One. The the big uh, Christmas yes, ceasefire. Yes, they, they crossed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah where one. the where yeah where both sides yes. like did a ceasefire and, and then that's they all my came Christmas wish no for Man's the Adventist Land. Church right there. That Facebook that everyone on Facebook spends time in no man's land. Yes, and uh, <laughs> that we can all just just for one month. I'm not asking for anybody to change their beliefs. But yeah, I feel like the internet, as much as I love Facebook, and I'm not one of those people that's like, social media is destroying the world, but I think that it has definitely at times been a huge detriment to the church. And as far as this the way liberal versus, yeah, yeah, liberal versus conservative. Debate. Yeah, I, I think we've, a big thing for me is only speaking into someone's life or an area of someone's life when they've given me permission to. Yeah. And it's worth pointing out that just a status on Facebook or a comment on Facebook did not mean that I gave... Like, if I comment on something that you post, Luke, it doesn't mean that I've given one of your random friends permission to speak into (laughs) that area of my life and tell me how to live mine, right? But that's what we do. We just assume that because someone put their opinion out there that, oh, well, they put it out there, so I have, I can, you know, I can tell them what to do, and then I can get offended when they disagree with me or don't take me seriously. Um, That being said, there are times where I've seen something damaging or destructive enough to a neutral or third-party reader that then I've stepped in to balance something, yeah. knowing that I won't change the other person's mind. Yeah. Knowing and I understand that, um, but yeah, I think the way that we use social media is important, and and um, I think we do try to speak into people's lives that have not given us any sort oh, of permission yeah. to do so. And remembering that stops me a lot from getting into arguments. The other thing that stops me is the fact that I don't want them to win, and <laughs> I don't have the time to stay checking my phone for when they comment back. So in the times that I have, I'll forget to respond. Six hours will pass, and I'm like, I bet they th- they think that they won because I didn't respond. But I don't want to give them the satisfaction, so I just don't respond ever. I just I just I just let it be. <laughs> right, just give them the silent treatment. Um, I just give them the silent treatment from the get go. Um, so there's a little bit of pride on the line for me. Um, what's another? Mm. What 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 are some other dangers? Of like the social media, or like the progressive. No, progressive versus progressive, conservative right? in that yeah. conversation, or just being one or the other and how we treat each other. Yeah. Uh, well, I think with like progressives, we're always, you know, I would say I'm progressive using the new definitions we've gotten, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Casey. You're welcome. (laughs) But like, usually you're the ones doing the change and then the traditionalist conservatives, um, whatever, they usually are the ones like, I don't want to say holding back change, but less open to the change. And we're like, if we could all just get along, if you would change to be like us Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily like right you know just because you're different doesn't mean they need to change yes and we need to remember that um being able to to peacefully coexist is really huge and it's something i think christianity as a whole has struggled with whenever it's been even the majority power in any sort of nation or or, or place um but in general even in a church like we need to learn to value the people on the other side for who they are and where they are rather than saying that you have to come to my side and I think the other danger is assuming that because someone is not where you are, they're automatically behind you. Yeah. Um, the um, that's that's the other. Uh, well, you know, they're just you know earlier on their journey. No, it's an entirely different path. Yeah. Um, and they could be ahead of you even, but in a completely different path, or they could be right next to you, 
um, wrestling with w wrestling with something in their own life, and you're wrestling with something in yours that are completely different camps. Um, mm -hmm. So learning to value people and understand, and not seeing yourself as more advanced or um, progressed than they are, or or um, enlightened than they are, <laughs> just because of their belief system or the fact that they aren't where you are, don't see things things the same way. So. Any final words, uh, any final thoughts or words of encouragement for anyone quote. who's in that tension? One of my professors at Southern, my favorite one, said, if you and me were, if both of us believed the same on everything, one of us would be unnecessary. Whoo, fire. Man, I'm glad I was your favorite professor. And, no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, it was not me. I'm not a professor. Luke, any, any, or do we just leave it there? Yeah, I think we just leave it there. I don't awesome. have a quote I'm okay with that. That was a good one. Well, thank you so much for listening to Echo. Thank you for being a part of this journey with us. And, and Casey and Luke, thank you for sharing your thoughts uh, on this and, and for balancing out this conversation. And I hope that there's something in here that you can take. There's something maybe that you resonate with or maybe something that's challenged the way that you've thought and maybe you need to make some changes. Uh, but thank you so much for joining with us. And if you want to check out more content from Echo or any of the other young adult stuff that the Carolina Conference is producing, head on over to theprojectrefresh.org. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University.